Good morning, y'all. I can't see anybody. This is awesome. Those lights are bright AF. That's always and forever, by the way. Yeah, don't let your kids tell you any different. AF means always and forever. So gratitude, attitude, outlook, and perspective. That's what uh, Rich wanted me to touch on. I was like, well, Rich, hey, why, why you? He's like, well, you've been here for 14 years along with your two partners, David and Mike. And quite honestly, like, we're not confident who the CEO is going to be from year to year. So you're like the one person that we can rely on to be here. Where are you at, Jeff? We love you, Jeff. Thank you for sticking with us. We're grateful for you. And also, I think it's punishment. So in 14 years of doing anything, you make some memories with a lot of people. And a lot of good memories, maybe some memories that you want to forget or you already have forgotten. So me coming up here at 9 a.m. on a Friday is actually punishment for everything I did in my past. And it was their way of making sure that I was a good boy last night. So I don't know if my wife put them up to that, uh, because she probably would, uh, if it's punishment or what the case is. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm grateful to be here with you all. And I don't have that much time, because we do have some breakout sessions to get to. We do want to conclude on time today. And we want to make sure that for those of you who are traveling home tonight, you're able to travel home safely and not hurried and rushed. Before I do get started, I do want to do a housekeeping item really quick. Last night it was announced, uh, I think it's Sheriff of New Mexico, right? It collects, yep, you want to stand up? Beautiful, right? So she collects, it's such a cool idea, all those little travel-sized toiletries that you have right now in your hotel, make sure before you check out you raid the hotel of all the shampoo, uh, shampoos and the lotions and the, and the conditioners and bring, what's a, what's a good, like, dumping spot that we can bring it all to you, Cher? The lounge. Bring it down to the lounge as much as you can. She's going to take it back with her to New Mexico, so that way she can hand it out to the less fortunate. That's pretty cool. Give Cher a round of applause. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, let's see something real quick. That's me. All right. I make sure my slides worked, make sure Lisa Finsky didn't get in there and start changing things around. Um, I want you to do me a favor. For my Florida folks, you've done this before. Um, stand up. It's early. It's the day after a long night of drinking. Come on, stand up. Hey, high five your neighbor or fist bump them if you're COVID crazy. High five. High five. Yes. Yes, everyone. High five. Fist bump. Beautiful. Yes. High-fiving is what winners do, and we're all winners, right? You all may think this is a little bit cheesy or a little bit corny, but there's actually science behind the psychology of the high-five. So anytime I start a meeting, especially an AM meeting, I like to start it with, with a high-five. If you've ever listened to Mel Robbins, she actually can give an hour-long TED Talk on the power of the high-five. Now, Mel didn't uh, do the research herself. The research actually came out of the University of California, Berkeley, UC Berkeley, where they studied. Oh, you got UC Berkeley over here? Nice. Um, Where they studied NBA teams. And they found that the NBA teams who high-fived the most and had the most physical contact also had the best team chemistry and also the most wins in the win column. 
So I always thought that was like really cool. I learned it from Mel, but then I later did the research and found it came from UC Berkeley. So I like to start anything that I do, especially if it's early in the morning, with a high five. That's a team huddle, right? Or it could be a larger, larger conference like this. So hitting the high notes, when uh, Rich asked me to do this, I was like, well, Rich, like, what am I going to talk about? He's like, well, gratitude. I'm like, okay, but like, how much time do I have? He's like, not that much time, maybe 15, 20 minutes max. I was like, all right, so we're just going to hit the high notes. He's like, yeah, or you can end on a high note. I said, well, how about we do both, right? Because we are in Nashville, it is Music City, and uh, when I think of high notes, I typically think of musicians, right? So um, I started thinking, I'm like, okay, I have to prepare for this thing. What does hitting the high notes mean to me? Well, my very first thought came to this guy right here, Bo Cephas. Y'all know who Bo Cephas is, Hank Williams Jr.? So one of my favorite albums is High Notes. So I was thinking, all right, well, how could I loop Hank Williams Jr. into my presentation? And I couldn't, but you know what? I'm in Nashville, and he's one of my favorites, so that's what I thought when I thought of High Notes. So my brain started going even more. I'm like, okay, music, High Notes. I'm a product of the 90s. How about this guy right here? Right? I'm like, ah, love me some Snoop, but I don't know how I can, like, rope Snoop into what I want to talk about. So I kept thinking, I'm like, all right, still on that track of high notes, music, Music City. How about this guy? Hey, if there's a king of high notes, I think Willie can teach us a thing or two. But I looked at Willie for inspiration, and all I got was really tired. So I was like, all right, let's look to maybe more of our more classic people. What does Pavarotti say about the high notes? Well, someone once asked him, am I afraid of the high notes? He's like, yeah, of course I am. What sane man is not? So I started thinking of us as business people, as entrepreneurs, as mortgage professionals. And what does that mean to us? Like, are there things that we should be afraid to do? Yeah, probably. Are they scary? Yeah, probably. But should it stop us from doing them? No. No, even the great ones get scared, but it doesn't mean they don't do it. It means they reach for the highest note. So who else could I look to for some inspiration? Well, how about this guy? You all know who Roger Daltrey is? You heard of the who? Right? Lead singer of the who. So when asked about the high notes, Daltrey's actually like, man. He's like, I can't hit some of those high notes that I used to hit. But it makes me have to explore different avenues. So I started thinking, well, how does that correlate to us in the business? You know, for some of us, maybe we've been at this for 20, 30 years. Maybe we don't have the gusto that we once had. Does that mean that we stop going? Does it mean that we, we quit performing? No, it just means we pivot. It means we perform a little bit differently, right? Maybe, maybe we lean into our strengths, even if our strength doesn't allow us to hit the high note. And I had one more musical inspiration as I'm thinking of my theme of hitting the high notes or maybe ending on a high note. And I was like, okay, what about Domingo? He teaches something totally different. The high note's not the only thing. Like here we are at a sales and business conference. We're talking about volume and W-2s and how big they can be. And we celebrate that and we should, but we should also recognize it's not the only thing, right? There's more to life than just closing a bunch of volume or making a bunch of money, right? It's more about how do you act? What do you do with that money? So that allowed me to then maybe lean into a little message about gratitude. But before we get into gratitude, I learned this this year. I don't know what book I was reading or what TED Talk I was listening to, but this is really cool. All of us, we, the odds of us being here, 
Scientifically, mathematically speaking, is one in 400 trillion. So a question I had for myself at the time, and I'm going to pose to you all, do you act like it? When you wake up in the morning, do you act like you're one in 400 trillion? Because those, those were the odds. Those were the odds that science would come together and you would be born to the two people you were born to on the day that you were born, the year that you were born. It was one in 400 trillion. Do you allow yourself to be treated that way and do you treat others that way? Right, because when I think of gratitude, I also think of attitude, my outlook, and perspective. And I love this. Gratitude is one of the most powerful human emotions. Once expressed, it changes attitude, brightens outlook, and broadens our perspective. But like, what is gratitude? Like, is gratitude, oh, I spend $79 a month on some card service that sends my past clients and my circle of influence a, a holiday card? That's kind of disingenuine. Like, to me, gratitude is a lifestyle. Gratitude is something that comes from my heart and it omits in my ever being. But gratitude isn't necessarily easy. It doesn't necessarily come natural. I think it is something we have to work on and, and uh, it, it then will impact our perspective. So here's a fun exercise that I have had to do and it's worked for me when looking for inspiration to become a more gracious person. I'm going to show you this slide right here. What's your body doing right now? Where's your mindset going? Imagine if you're that person stuck in that traffic. Do you have some anxiety? Maybe some anger, a little road rage? Yeah. Right? Like, especially if, what, what's that, that road right there? Inglewood Avenue's a mile and a half away, right? What's that? Okay, is that what it is? Okay. Um, but, like, imagine you're stuck in that traffic. You have to get to that meeting in five minutes. You're going nowhere fast. Are you acting with grace? Are you a grateful person? Well, sometimes we have to change our mindset on that. So I'd ask you to think, you could be this dude. You know where he would love to be right now? In a car with AC. Right? Okay. Well, if, if I lived my life as a person with gratitude and that gratitude came from my heart, and I was in a situation like this, because life throws us situations like the traffic example I'm using. I'm using the traffic example because it's actually what worked for me. So, yeah, I'm not that person. But you know, you know who would love to be that person? This person. Right? They want to be anywhere but where they are, which would include on a bike. And then I started thinking, why am I in traffic? Because I'm sure as heck happy that I'm not that person. So that's an exercise that works for me when I get up in the morning and I live my life. I share with you in hopes that it would help you find where you can turn gratitude into a lifestyle in every situation, whether it's business, personal, whether it's relational or not. Something else that I like to do is I like to go through the exercise of get to versus have to. Right? Get to versus have to. Anyone familiar with this exercise? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think I first heard about it, it was Dirks Bentley on a podcast. And Dirks didn't come up with it because I think there's also a, um, a, a scene or a YouTube video where there's a public speaker, motivational speaker speaking to a professional sports team. But the get to versus have to is such a cool mind trick 
where you take everything where you normally would say, oh, God, I have to do this. Oh, my God, I have to drive to my sister's house to go to her daughter's birthday party. Or I could flip the script. I could say, oh, my goodness, I get to go to my sister's house. How grateful am I that I have a sister who wants me to be a part of her life? And how grateful am I that she has a daughter who's healthy enough to celebrate her birthday? Right? And we can say that in the business world. Oh, my God, I have to call this realtor back and let them know that the appraisal came in 10 grand low. Or you could say, no, I get to do it. How grateful am I that I have a job? How grateful am I that I have a job that I love, a job that pays me really well, a job that allows me to work with all you great people, and I have a transaction to work on? And yes, that transaction came in $10,000 low, and yes, that realtor is going to be a pissy person when I call him or her. But I get to do that. How grateful am I that I get to do it? So then finally I started thinking, well, what are all the things that we get to do as business professionals? Like, what are like three core things that we get to do, and if we do them well, we will forever be successful, regardless if we're in the mortgage industry or not? And for me, there's always three things that we need to be doing, or in this case, we get to be doing, in order to be super successful in life. And that is always be learning, always be teaching, and always be networking. And the networking component comes into play because we're sales professionals, right? Like the, the larger our sphere of influence is typically the more people we can impact, the more people we can impact, the more money we can make. On the learning front, I love this. If you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you, right? We're here at Momentum because we're here to learn. We are forever students to life as well as to our craft. On the teaching aspect, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. So I'm going to get on a tiny little soapbox for about 90 seconds to remind all of us, especially because we're, I think everyone in here is a loan officer or some kind of a sales support person. We have the greatest opportunity to impact our fellow American, our fellow mankind, because we are who they seek usually first and only when it comes to the most important matters in their financial lives. We get to teach them about credit. We get to teach them about budgeting. We get to teach them about fiscal responsibility. It's usually not their teachers in high school. It's usually not their parents, right? Because no one taught their parents. So how can their parents teach them? No. A lot of times it's the loan officer. So what a cool career have we chosen, a job that we have, or a responsibility that's been bestowed on us to forever be educators. And this one I love. I just stole this from my buddy Tim Davis like literally two months ago. I saw Tim speak. He was in Orlando. The sum of your net worth will be the result of your network. So we talk a lot about making sales calls and calling on realtors and meeting with builders. But what is that we're really doing? We're expanding our network. But we're expanding our network so that we can teach more people. And if we teach more people, then we can impact the world around us and make it a better place. So I talked about we were going to touch on all the high notes. Now it's just time to end on a high note. So today is the first day of the rest of your life. Think about that. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And the best day to start anything, literally anything, is today. 
So when you all head back to your home states and your home cities, what I'm going to encourage you to do is live a life that's full of gratitude, but gratitude that comes from your heart, right? And when you look at hitting that high note, understand it's okay to be scared, but that shouldn't stop you from pushing to hit it. And if you can't hit the high note, it's okay. It doesn't mean you stop. It means you figure out another way. But by all means, understand it's not always just about the high note. Thank you.